0: Welcome to Book Banter with me, your host, Diane Burkhardt. I hope you will join me every Wednesday as we explore all things to do with, well, (laughs) books. Let's get on with our show today. Hello, my happy people. Today is June 15th, 2022. Thank you so much for joining me Today is going to be a real hodgepodge of information because that's just the way that my mind is going right at the moment, but we're going to cover all of the updates, some great information about upcoming guests, and I want to talk about my favorite book. So hold on tight, let's get going. I have been having just one of those weeks. <laughs> it started out with a Manic Monday, then became a Manic Tuesday, now a Manic Wednesday, I'm guessing it'll be Manic Wednesday because I'm recording this on Tuesday. But the way that things have been going, I'd say that's a pretty safe bet. I have been trying so hard to focus on writing and not procrastinating and getting sidetracked with doing other things like updating my website and social media. And of course, that's all I've been doing. Oh, my dear God. Okay, so what happened was... I went on to my tablet and I decided I was going to look up something on my website on there because I didn't want to have to go turn on my computer. When I did that, I found out that most of the things in the menu on my website, the things that you need to be able to navigate from page to page on my website were not even visible when you use a tablet. Doesn't matter if you use it horizontal or vertical. You couldn't scroll to the sides to see the menus. So basically, if you went to my web page, you couldn't navigate through the whole system. You couldn't see all the pages that are part of my website. So I've spent the entire day today going through and adjusting everything on every single page of my website to make sure that you can see everything on a tablet. I'm still working on making sure that you can see everything on cell phones, because that's a whole other process for that one. But so far, I've got everything updated so that you can see everything if you're on a computer or on a tablet. I don't even know how long this has been like this. How many people I may have lost because they went to my webpage on a tablet and couldn't see anything else but the front page. So if you've tried to do that, I apologize, but it is fixed now. You can actually see the menus. You can navigate through the whole site. It's there. I'm going to be double checking everything on Wednesday because like I said, I'm recording this Tuesday. But on Wednesday morning, I'm going to go through and double check all of the pages and see how they appear on a cell phone and make sure that all of those are correct as well. Now, this is the problem that you have whenever you're trying to teach yourself how to do things like build websites. Sometimes you make mistakes, but at least I caught it and it's fixed. Now, the other thing that I've been spending some time on is trying to line up some great guests for all of you. One of the people that I already told you about, she used to work for the Smithsonian. She is a book historian. She has her own website. You can see it, it's been in the links before. She is just amazing. As soon as we can get a time set up for her, I will have her on. I've also been talking to another friend of mine who happens to teach online classes about how to do social media marketing better. She is somebody that I definitely need to spend more time talking to. And a third friend who is just fantastic at doing video production for online marketing. Her videos for her personal shop are just Amazing. I love watching them. She will have some great tips on how to do your own video marketing for your own business, no matter what it is. If you're an artist, if you're an author, whatever you do, her video production tips will help you reach your target market and improve your marketing skills. So, that's a few of the things we have coming up here soon. Now, I have actually been working on writing and I have finished chapter one thank you god and i am starting on chapter 2 tonight that is a definite pedro is going to be making dinner tonight so i can spend time writing he <laughs> he has started to get a little annoyed with my procrastination too so he's starting to give me deadlines <laughs> because obviously i'm not doing well at meeting my own deadlines so my husband is giving me deadlines from him. (laughs) And I don't get dinner and a movie on the weekends if I don't get a certain amount of work done (laughs) during the week. God bless him. I love the man. He is so supportive. So when this book actually gets finished, it will be due in large part to him and his incentives. (laughs) Now, one of the things that I've been doing with all of the social media this week is I have just gotten very tired of having a Facebook page for Stephen Burkhart and Diane Burkhart, two separate pages that I have to update every time I do something. I also have two separate Instagram, one for Diane Burkhart, one for Stephen Burkhart, the same thing for Twitter, same thing for Reddit, same thing for Tumblr. And it just it takes so much time to do these double posts everywhere. And since I went ahead and consolidated the website, so now we just have burkhartbooks.com instead of a stephenburkhart.com and a dianeburkhart.com, I started doing that with everything else. We're consolidating everything underneath Burkhart Books banners. We have one YouTube channel. We have one Twitter channel. We have one Instagram. We have one Facebook I've converted everything over so that all of the ones that were Stephen Burkhart, because that was the one that I've had the longest and has the most followers on everything. The Stephen Burkhart pages have all been transferred to Burkhart books, and the Diane Burkhart ones are just going to be deleted probably next week. I've been making posts on there asking people who follow Diane, who haven't followed Stephen, to please switch over to our consolidated page. And then after I give them a little bit of time to make the move if they want to, then I'm going to be deleting all of the Diane Burkhardt pages. It just makes it so much simpler for me and gives me more time for writing because I'm not having to spend so much time updating each and every social media page whenever I do a blog or a podcast or any kind of thing that I'm promoting. I am also getting ready to do the re-reveal of the updated Into the West Family Ties book cover. That is going to be coming up. I don't know if I want to do it this Friday or wait until Monday. It seems like it would be a good thing to do for a manic Monday. I'm never really that fond of Mondays. I'm not a good wake up in the morning kind of person and Mondays are always the hardest. So we might wait and do that on Monday. And with the cover reveal, I'll also do another little excerpt, maybe this time from the second chapter, since that's what I'm going to start working on tonight. Now, besides some news about just me and my work, I wanted to also give you a little bit of an update from Mark L. Redman. We had had him on earlier, I believe it was episode eight, and he read from some of his work. Well, his books that he was talking about, the new series, The Box M Gang, they are on sale now, and there will, of course, be a link to find them in the description of the podcast. And if you would like to go to my website, BurkhartBooks.com, and check out the archive where we have the older episodes of the podcast, you can find Mark's interview in our archive page and listen to him reading from the first book in the Box M Gang series. If you like this book, you can find it on his website, as well as Barnes & Noble Booksellers and Amazon.com All of these links will be in the description of the podcast, of course, as always. And if you happen to know somebody who is about middle school age, who likes historical fiction or Western series books, you have to introduce them to the Box M gang. You will not be sorry. So now I want to tell you about my favorite book. I found this book when I was about a freshman in high school and I remember the first time I read it, I actually cried. And I am not one of those people who cries when they read books or watches movies. In my head, I know it's all fiction, so it does never really get to me. But this particular book actually just spoke to me so much that it got to me. I cry. I I will happily admit this. I cry every single time I read this book in the exact same place. I have read this book so many times. I know it's coming, and it always happens. I love it so much. The book is called The Silver Metal Lever by Tanith Lee. So according to Google Books, this book was originally published in 1981 by Tanith Lee, The genre includes science fiction, fantasy fiction, and hard science fiction. I'm not really sure the difference between science fiction and hard science fiction, but there you go. The story follows 16-year-old Jane. She is a member of the very privileged class in an earth that was like remade after a huge natural disaster. She lives in a very pampered lifestyle, but something about her wants more. But at the same time, she's terrified to have anything outside of her little bubble world of the privileged class. One night, she goes out to support one of her friends in one of her endeavors, and she comes across Silver, S-I-L-V-E-R. This is the designation for a robot, that Jane, for some reason, gets the idea that he is more than he seems to be. Nobody else really seems to believe her, but something about her tells her he is not just wires and cogs and electricity. There's something else going on there. And he makes it so that she can actually step out of her bubble and experience a real, genuine life for the first time it's a definite coming of age story. And I just, I cannot tell you enough good things about this book. The best way that you can find out about it is just to read it for yourself. It's available on Amazon and several other online bookstores. Google it, find a copy somewhere, and definitely read this book if you are a fan of science fiction or just good writing. Kenneth Lee is amazing. Now the funny thing about this book when I was in high school I think probably about the time that I was a sophomore or junior I loaned it to one of my friends I kept telling her you have got to read this book it's fabulous it will speak to you you will love it and I loaned it to her and she lost it no big deal you know things like that happen but when I went to go buy another one it had gone out of print it killed me I was so sad because I could not find this anywhere. Then finally, several, several years later, I was always looking at like flea markets and garage sales. And just, I kept my eye out for another copy of this book. And finally at a garage sale, I found one for 25 cents. I was so thrilled. I snagged that book so fast. If anybody else had been reaching for it, there would have been a throwdown. I can tell you right now. And I would have won. I would have gone to the mattresses for that book. (laughs) But luckily I found it. And then I found another one at a flea market. I bought that one too. Then I found another one at a used bookstore in hardcover. I bought that one too. All in told, I think whenever I moved to Europe, I had about five copies, like three in paperback and two in hardcover. There might've even been more than that. But I got into the habit that every time I found this book, I would buy another copy just in case anything ever happened to the one that I had. And then eventually it came back into print and now it is available all the time for anybody. And I don't have to become like this psycho hoarder of the silver metal lover copies. <laughs> But this should give you a good indication of just how well written this book is that it would make someone that much of an avid fan. And I think part of it is too, because I am not usually moved to tears by anything, you know, movies in any kind of entertainment form. I'm not moved to tears by movies or books or things like that. And this one gets me every time. So for me, this is like a magical little book because nothing else I have ever read. And I've been a voracious reader since I was a child. I've read, oh, God only knows how many books. And this is the only one that ever hits me like this. So if that's not a ringing endorsement, I don't know what is. If you like sci-fi, definitely give this book a shot. So I think that is enough rambling about everything that's going on this week. Um, I think I am going to go ahead and read a little bit of chapter one, what I had worked on after the last podcast, and we'll close out this episode. So here we go. Into the West Family Ties, continuing with chapter one. I can never thank you enough, Mr. Stewart. You've given me hope again, and for that, I will forever be in your debt. Martin was startled at the suddenness and strength with which Margaret embraced him. A quiet—oh—escaped him on impact, quite involuntarily. He warmed at hearing her gratitude and couldn't help but take advantage of the moment. "'Well, if you don't mind, I would like to collect a bit of that debt—now.' Margaret pulled back suddenly and pulled the covers up to her chin as she scooted back on the bed— all the while giving Martin a distrustful look. Realizing how what he had just said must have sounded to her, Martin jumped up from the bed and backed away a few steps as he pressed his hands out in front of him, trying to mentally wave off the idea. Oh, heavens no, Mrs. McBride, nothing like that. Martin slapped the palm of his hand on his forehead a few times as he repeatedly admonished himself, saying, "'Stupid, stupid, stupid!' He was unaware that he was smearing blood on his face with each slap. Margaret couldn't help but smirk at seeing this well-educated and proper man so flummoxed in her presence. There was something so sweet and endearing about it. She knew in that moment he had nothing disrespectful in mind. "Mr Stewart," said Margaret, "could you please wet a cloth and bring it to me?" Martin was still mentally berating himself and had not heard Margaret's request. "'I—I'm sorry,' said Martin as he tried to refocus on her. "'Would you repeat that, please?' Margaret pointed to the stand behind him with a pitcher of water in a wash-basin. On the side of the wooden stand hung a clean towel. "'Could you wet the towel and bring it to me, please?' Martin jumped to do her bidding as he spoke. "'Oh, yes, of course!' Martin wet the towel over the basin and wrung out the excess water and brought it back to the bed. He held the towel out to her, expecting her to take it and wash her own hands or face, but instead she took the towel from his hand and then reached for the other injured hand and began to clean his wound. Oh, was all he managed to say until she was finished. There now, she said as she let go of his hand. That takes care of your hand, but now I need you to sit here. Margaret patted the bed beside her. I'm fine, Mrs. McBride. You've done a wonderful job cleaning my hand. I thank you for that. Margaret smiled at him. I'm finished with your hand, but now I need to clean your face. Martin gave her a curious look as he shook his head. I I didn't cut my face, madam. I'm fine. I suggest you look in the glass. Margaret grinned as she pointed at the looking-glass hanging on the wall. Martin could not help but laugh at himself when he saw the gruesome sight. His face was painted red with bloody handprints, making him look like a victim from a penny dreadful. Martin could hear Margaret's giggles behind him, and the sound lightened his heart. When he turned to smile at her, she patted the bed beside herself again. "'Please, come and let me clean you up. If someone comes in and sees your face like that, they're likely to think I've lost my wits and tried to do you in.' Martin laughed and made his way back to the bed and dutifully sat to allow Margaret to clean him up. It took just a moment or two to clean off the blood as it was still fresh. There, said Margaret as she rolled the towel up so the blood would not get on the bed covers should they touch. Handsome as ever. Martin smiled at the compliment. So, Margaret paused for a moment, a little nervous at asking the question. She took a deep breath and forged on. What was the debt you would like to collect for me? asked Margaret in a quiet voice. She was surprised how nervous she was to hear the answer. Martin shook his head as he spoke. Oh, it it was nothing, really. It's not important. We can just forget I even made such a ridiculous request. Margaret was reassured by his comment and placed her hand over his where it rested on the bed. She leaned down to look him in the eyes as she asked again, Martin smiled a sweet smile as he asked, I just wanted to ask you to call me Martin. And I think we're going to end that right here. So I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful Wednesday and that you're looking forward to a fantastic weekend. I think we're going to head out and check out a new Korean restaurant this weekend. I am really looking forward to that. Now, don't worry. The weekend and the rest of this week is all going to spent writing my behind off. I promise. So next week, we'll have a little bit coming to you from chapter two of Into the West Family Ties. Promise. Have a great day. Go forth and be happy, people.